Welcome to the How to Raise Money podcast for anyone who wants to raise other people's money for a business or property venture. Right now, there has never been more money on the planet and there has never been more opportunity. This podcast will help you put the two together. So, if you need money for your business or property proposals from banks, lenders, angels, whales or dragons, this is the podcast for you. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the How to Raise Money podcast. My name is Ray McLennan. And it's with me, Nigel T. Best. Good morning, Raymondo. How good are morning. we? We yes. are. Yes, good, good. All good. Excellent. Excellent. That's good. Um, and uh, yeah, we've just been debating the, uh, depending on when you listen to this uh, podcast, the amazing birth of the Football Super League, which is, uh, you know, everyone is so on board with, or version two the ill-fated bid by the greedy uh, six to create a footballing super league uh, and how to raise incredible amounts of money from uh, markets where they don't understand the football fan mm. um, so yeah which whichever whatever time you're looking you know listening to this uh, just play one of those two bits <laughs> yeah well it's a good way to raise money probably to 10 10x you, the money that you've got is by uh, having a breakaway super league it's not not for everyone though not everyone can do these kind of things but when it comes to raising money we were just saying as well about football teams they get more revenue from merchandising more revenue from tv rights um as nigel you said the, you know they probably sent the the men with the clipboards out to China and Far East and asked them all the questions and they've all come back and went, yeah, great business case. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. There was a, there was a chap on who was in Beijing who, <laughs> who had, uh, it was, it was amazing. He had um, a little electric, you know, like a curtain that reveals uh, normally you see them uh, when, when somebody's unveiling a statue or something and uh, a little curtain slides back. Well, this one revealed some football shirts, uh, revered, highly revered on the wall, uh, and he was busy polishing a picture of him outside a football stadium or, so, or something. And, uh, and he said, oh, I can't wait for this Super League. Just seeing the best teams play each other uh, time after time after time. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. It was translated, yeah. to be fair. He was Chinese, I think. Yeah. <laughs> An AC Milan supporter. <laughs> Yeah, he's one of the locals, um, <laughs> you know, because um, uh, Man United, their fans are a lot further away normally. Um, ooh, I <laughs> shouldn't say that. Anyway, let's get on to the topic of today's How to Raise Money podcast and how it's going to benefit the people listening to this. So you and you're listening to this and you're in your car, you're driving, you're walking, you're walking the dog or cutting the grass or whatever it is that you're doing. That's who we're addressing this to, not... Uh, super rich oligarchs who want to move their football teams around the world. Anyway, so we're going to talk today about um, in some interesting statistics came out recently in the last week about the, the volumes of cash being held. So huge volumes of cash being held by companies and huge volumes of cash being held by individuals. And what does that mean? Well, First of all, huge volumes of cash held by companies. What does that mean? Well, interestingly, I spoke to um, a couple of brokers yesterday who deal obviously in the money markets and they raise money to, to give to developers, to give to companies, startups, scale-ups, that sort of thing. And one of them uh, said to me, he said, it's been interesting that the, the markets have changed completely in the last year. He said, because with bounce back loans and with Corona business interruption loans, he said, they've taken a lot of brokers out of the market because that was the markets that they addressed. 
And they said, and, and they decided, this is his words, just, just, just yesterday, they decided not to play the game, you know, because that was their market and they were going to stick to the market. He said, but they've completely changed because they realized they're not getting any business. So uh, what that means for you listening is a lot of the criteria on lending seems to be coming down, seems to be getting easier. Now, that's because they're sitting on cash piles and they can't get them out. So whereas before they might say, okay, if you have a business, you have to have three years cash flow uh, or three years accounts. Now they're bringing it down and saying a year's accounts. Now they're saying as well, they were saying, well, you've got to show a profit, but people are saying, but we couldn't show a profit because of last year, but we will show a profit next year and the year after and the year after. So now they're basing some of their decisions on cash flow forecasting. Interesting. And we've got one going through right now. As we speak, I have a cash flow forecast on my desk from a developer that I have to uh, review. We'll get, it, we'll get it stress tested, reviewed, take a look at it, and then send it to the lender. And they're prepared to lend on that. But now this is a lender who would normally never be in that, you know, in that marketplace, in that sector. But it just shows you how things are changing. And I think that is down to the fact that, well, if companies now have more cash in the bank, and the figure is something like 40%. So there's 40% more cash in UK PLC or UK companies than there was this time last year. I find that quite interesting. And as an accountant, Nigel, I'm sure you'll have your own thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things, Ray, that's interesting in terms of uh, often the, the hardest thing for businesses and one of the biggest causes of uh, business failure is actually cash, is, is having the cash when you need it in the right amount. And what companies were, were finding was, you know, that was getting hard. You would, you know, we've spoken on here before about how to raise money and you were having to prove this, that, and the other, that one, that example you gave of a, a family firm that had been with a bank for donkey's years, swapped over, incorporated or, or changed the legal structure. And the bank basically disregarded all the previous history and made them jump through the hoops. Yeah. So when all of a sudden that changes, that landscape changes, then any sensible and prudent business owner would say, well, look, I'm going to access this cash because there's going to be many more bumps in the road uh, ahead. And how do I know that? Because you only need to look behind and see that the road has been bumpy forever and a day. So let's assume there's going to be that. And people are just, um, you know, accessing that money and just keeping it to one side. Maybe they are looking at it and thinking, well, actually, this is a pretty good interest rate. I can now uh, fast forward uh, some investment, fast forward some, some activity that I was going to do, or I can just sit here and ride out the storm for another six months. This will just keep us going for another six months and, and let it go. Now, when you've done that and you've got that money and that your cash flow projections suddenly have an extra 10,000, 20,000, 50,000 or whatever that's come in, when you've been bumping around going three weeks in credit, you know, one week overdraft, um, those sort of scenarios, and all of a sudden you're now a bit happier and you can do it, um, things look a, a lot better, a lot rosier, and, and you feel a little bit more relaxed. And then you can look at other schemes that are coming along 
where you can take on people in, on the short term, uh, mm -hmm. apprenticeships, uh, Kickstarter schemes, other things where you can access employment and help people get in, and they're not having a, a stress effect on your cash flow. Then these are all great things for, for businesses to help them through uncertain times. Yeah. Obviously, it's not going to work for every business in every circumstance, but there again, nothing does. Nothing does. You'll always have winners and losers. You'll always have those that bump along and struggle, and you'll always have those that seem to generate cash as if they had a printing press in the back room. <laughs> um, and, and that's just the nature of how it is. But if you think about it, if, if you were looking to expand and prior to any revenue coming in, you need capital investment and then you need a human resource in investment. The capital investment you could probably stretch over a long period of time. But if you're suddenly wanting to take people on, they need paying straight away. Mm -hmm. And that has a huge effect on your cash flow because you cannot avoid it. You know, you get into big difficulties very quickly if you if you say, do you know what? I decided this month, let's all just have a hug instead of money. You know, let's just <laughs> hug each other. I know we shouldn't socially distance, but, you know, let's just have a hug. Um, and, and let's just imagine we all had some money, shall we? It doesn't work. It doesn't work. People want paying. And if you take those two factors out, so you give a, a pot of money up front and then you reduce that monthly outgoing on your, on your stuff and your wage bill, wow, that's, uh, that's really good. And I can understand why the lenders are going, holy schmoly, we have just lost out on 98% of our bog standard short-term six-month, two-year lending program mm -hmm. where we used to make, you know, a nice 5% on money we could borrow at 0.49 or something. Mm -hmm. yep. And that was a good margin. And it was simple. And it wasn't a great risk factor. And, and with that, if a lot of businesses had let that go and they had a year of interest free as well, then these are, you know, a set of circumstances that are really interesting. And it's mm -hmm. all a case of how do we uh, as investors, how do we as business owners take advantage of that situation at the moment? So, Ray, I know there's a lot of people looking out there who are, who are looking to maybe consolidate, amalgamate, merge, acquire, and, and maybe go from a, an independent into maybe a, a local, into a regional, into a national player. So I know there's a lot of people out there who are looking to acquire businesses at the moment. Mm -hmm. have, yeah. How, what have you been seeing? <clears throat> yeah, there has been a sort of, yeah, the, the, as, as always, there are uh, winners, losers, there are people who decide they want to sell and there are people who decide they want to buy. So there are, uh, uh, yeah, I've seen a, a number of people that have approached and said, we want to sell our business, we've had enough, you know, it's too unsettling, you know, a black swan event used to be just that, but in the last few years, depending on what business you've been in, there's been um, various elections, Brexits, volcanic eruptions disrupting the sky, uh, and all sorts of things, and of course the pandemic probably for a lot of people was the final, you know, the final straw. Um, but you know, since since the beginning of time, things have happened that you know ebbs and flows um, that always affect businesses, and and you know that's the one the one constant thing about change is it's change is constant. So yeah. there are people out there that are looking to sell up, and there are people looking to buy. Now the people that are looking to sell up, 
Some of them have an unrealistic expectation for what their business is worth because it may not actually be a business that someone else can pick up and, and run with. And we, we get examples of that all the time. Someone wanting to sell a business, but they are the business. And if they go, the business goes with them. It's not systematized. There's not processes in place. It relies too much on them. And, and there are too many businesses like that. You know, and the business that, that we are, which is raising money, raising angel finance, we get a lot of uh, applications to buy guest houses, for example, because guest houses have suffered really badly over the last year. The people that want to buy them are looking at serviced accommodation where they don't need to be in, you know, live on the premises. They can do it remotely. They can take an eight bedroom and place and turn it into 10, 12, 15 bedrooms or an HMO or something like that. So they see different things. But the person wanting to sell up has an unrealistic expectation. And so that, that, that leads to some challenges, but the challenges can be overcome. But the thing is, it's not just companies that have the money. So the statistics that come out show that individuals have the money as well. So whilst companies have improved their cash holdings by 40%, individuals seem to have improved their cash holdings by 30%. So who are these people and are they able to lend? Are they able to, you know, we deal with investors. Can we recruit more people? And the answer is yes, we can, but it's a difficult balancing act. It's because when someone has a lot of cash in the bank, but they've never be, never run a business uh, or they don't understand business, they do not make good lenders. And we tend not to take people like that. We would more encourage them, for example, to put more money into their pension to, and to create a SaaS and then to take on a trustee and then allow the trustee to guide them and then allow SaaS Alliance or any of these other organizations to basically guide their investments so that they're not doing it, you know, standalone. So that, that's what we tend to be doing. And that's, that's not a quick process. It takes a little bit of time to do that. But that's, that's the way forward there. So when it comes to raising money, can you raise money? Well, we've said it before. There's a lot of money out there, a hell of a lot of money out there. And it's sitting in banks. Um, but the people who have it, many of the people that have it, are not trained or qualified enough to invest it. Some companies tend to get involved in investments. We've dealt with some. They've got surplus cash and they want to invest it short term. Uh, in properties, that sort of thing. And that, and yes, we can facilitate that. We can help with that. So if you're listening to this because you want to raise money, there is a system and a process like everything else to, to raising money. And it's about getting yourself sorted out. Never mind the marketplace. There's always money in the marketplace. Always. The point is, are you an attractive target to, uh, for investors to come to? Will money flow towards you? Do you know how to use it? Do you know how to handle it? Can you give a decent return? All the stuff we've talked about previously. Yeah, I mean, Ray, people are probably thinking, especially if you're in the circumstances where your your job is at risk or has, has disappeared, your industry's been at risk, your industry's been under extreme stress, there's, you've been prevented from sales or anything like that, you can obviously have a, a, you know, that's a, that's a really tough position to be in. And you can have um, an outlook that says that, well, the whole world must be like this. As much as uh, you, you have our heartfelt sympathy, if you're in that situation, the whole world isn't like that. And, and what you've got to say is, okay, uh, the, let's say the travel industry or the, um, the food and, and retail, you know, beverage 
retail industries in the UK, uh, they would have effectively been prevented from making sales uh, over a long period of time. And you think to yourself, how much did people spend, uh, you know, doing these activities? And if you think, well, if you're prevented from doing that, there's only so many other things you can, you know, there's only so many Amazon packages you can buy. Uh, before your house is uh, well, is like know. a warehouse <laughs> or not as yeah as probably some families are going no no we can still yeah yeah my wife is going for the record <laughs> yeah the only person i've seen over the last year is my delivery driver from amazon uh, and i yeah <laughs> and that's it but you know i took a delivery people... the other day. i'm not kidding i took a delivery the other day for tea bags <laughs> from amazon uh, Tea bags. Tea bags. Yeah. Tea no. Bags. To be fair. To be fair. We did coffee techie. filter paper. It wasn't uh, how, tea. how nouveau riche is that? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Tetley tea. It was one. Of, you know, it was. It was Yorkshire aubergine. tea. Hopefully. Yeah. Yorkshire it was tea. aubergine and alfalfa with oh, ginger or some, something like that. I can't remember what it That's was. That's not tea. Oh, for God's sake. That's not real tea. I bet the I bet the guy <laughs> did the guy when he came just spray paint a little symbol on your front door. No, no, no. To say, to <laughs> say, aubergine, <laughs> aubergine tea drinkers live here. Warning. Keep I don't know away. what it was. I'm done. That's that's a made up. And for those of you who are thinking, oh, that sounds quite nice. That's a made up recipe. <laughs> but there is no it, aubergine and alfalfa ginger tea. But there probably is actually. Oh God, there probably there is. is. There is uh, the McLennan Best Tea Range is coming out soon, folks. Uh, you know, oh just my God. just send us a, an email at hello at htrm uh, htrmoney.co.uk and we'll we'll send you a link to where you can buy this from. Uh, no, it, it's one of these things, isn't it? There's only so so many places you can spend your money. So while somebody um, uh, the the furlough kept them going, uh, some companies top people up so they got 100 percent of their of their wages. A lot of people working from home. You think about you're not spending on the commute, you're not spending on your daily coffee, you're not buying a sandwich, you're not eating out, you're not stopping out for drinks, you're not going to the cinema, you're not having a family meal out, you're not going on a family day event, you're not going on a holiday. Before you know it, there are a large proportion of people who are you know, sitting there thinking, do you know what? We've got more money than month. Normally it's more month than money. And and this is quite a change. And I, I just I just wonder when when lockdown finishes, whether we are just going to go on an absolute splurge of spending, uh, which is probably very likely. Uh, but I think for other people, for other people, you ought to sort of th- look at it and say, right, when I didn't think I had any money, and there was no way I could raise money to maybe save for a deposit or, uh, you know, put some money aside or do something. It just shows when somebody says you can't spend it on that, you know, you, you do end up with a, a little bit more money left mm. over potentially. Now, it's not definitely not for everyone and not everyone's situation. However, if you think, if you think that um, wealthy individuals who would usually have three cruises um, and four holidays and maybe buy a new car or something else, that money instead is sat in the bank, then they are thinking, well, this is boring. Um, mm. This is boring. You know, I, got, I can't do anything. But they might, right? Would they be kind of quite keen to sort of go, oh, I've never done a property investment. Um, I've never lent money on something like this. There's going to be people who are coming to the market who are sophisticated uh, investors and lenders. 
who, who are there. So just think to yourself, every time somebody says, oh, this sector of the economy normally, normally takes revenue of 5 billion a year, and it's down to 5 million, you just go, right, where is all that money now sitting? Because effectively, there's 5 billion quid somewhere else. And, and that's what you've got to think, okay, it hasn't disappeared. It's just sitting somewhere else. And you've got well, to think. I know, I know, I know where some of it's gone. Some of it's gone to pay down credit card debt. It's well, there you go. So the companies that have credit cards, that supply credit cards and measure all that, have said that uh, you know many people have paid down their credit cards. So that, I suppose, is a good thing. Um, and then there's lots of businesses talking to, I've mentioned before, uh, people that do garden furniture, that sort of thing. They're all ex experiencing massive sales. One that we deal with, a company in Scotland, um, I've got 18-month waiting lists now, probably even longer since the last time I spoke to them. I spoke to a plumber the other day. How's it going? I've never been so busy in my life. Um, a roofer I spoke to yesterday who came to fix our roof. I contacted him last September. He came yesterday. That's the earliest he could get. Now, he said, to be fair, the weather's been bad, but it's been good now recently, and, and now I can get on with it. But he's never been as busy in his life. Never been as busy in his life. So there's, uh, the money is all going to all these places. Um, and and also buying dogs. People are buying pets. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. People are going abroad, rounding up anything that's moving in Europe, whacking it in the back of a lorry, you know, no doubt sneaking it back in. And uh, yeah, all sorts of uh, animals are now appearing all over. If, if you are looking at getting one, honestly, seriously check that the dog we've heard of uh, some friends who've had one that came from abroad, uh, non-stop in the vet, non-stop. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, but anyway, there, there's another horror story. We, we love to, you know, cheer people up with these little <laughs> horror stories. Any, anyway, you know, you look, you look at that, Anything that uh, if you sit in your house long enough, you want uh, a new settee, you want to paint it, you want to decorate it, you want an extension, you want the garden doing, you want some new garden furniture and all the rest of it. Last This time last year, hot tub companies were selling a year's worth of hot tubs in a matter of weeks, you know, and waiting lists were stretching beyond the end of uh, the year sort of thing. Um, you know, th there are always... You, you can't go on holiday, so what do you do? You can't even leave your garden. You can't even leave your house. So you want the house bigger. You want the house looking nicer. You want mm -hmm. a bigger TV. You want a subscription to this, subscription to that, and, and various things. So it's the money is there. It's just what people are spending it on that has changed. And it, it's a real change to the market. But we were talking, first of all, Ray, about how uh, traditional lenders have, have suddenly seen the government intervention. So People can't spend as much. They can't get out and spend as much. So there's, uh, you know, less expenditure going on there. Mm -hmm. um, so people aren't running into you saying people are paying debt down. So there aren't people wanting to borrow more money at the moment. So that demand has dropped. You've then got the government with the supply rocketing up. Simple economics, demand and supply. You've suddenly found that the guys you're talking about, the brokers in the middle or the businesses, the banks, um, or even things like the supermarket branded banks who would very much, you pick up a leaflet, borrow 15,000 at the till uh, type thing uh, to do something, isn't it? Um, you know, they, they must have been really squeezed. So what you're saying, Ray, is they're coming back with very tempting offers 
very good rates and they're wanting your business. Is, yep. Would that be fair? That's fair. That is so, absolutely fair. So these opportunities mm -hmm. to raise maybe some chunks of money that could help you do something. Because a lot of those uh, straightforward, simple loans, um, they say, you know, what do you want it for? A holiday, an extension, you know, treat yourself or, or whatever, a big TV. Then they're not too bothered, are they, about mm. what you actually spend that money on? Correct, yeah. Uh, whereas other lending, you know, when you, you go and you want to remortgage and you say, well, I'm going to use this money for, uh, to, as a deposit for another house, they, they, they kind of put the pen down and say, should we start this conversation again and let's talk about an extension you're not going to have to your house sort of yes. thing. It, it's those bizarre games, isn't what it? to buy income-producing assets? <laughs> are, you, are, you? are you a fool? You know, you'll put this bank out of business if you carry on like that. Um, so th there are opportunities out there people have a little bit more money and they might be more interested especially family family you never know family may um you know especially if you're the family of, of potentially uh, uh people in uh, high up in the should we say the government who've who've had some interesting contracts being awarded to them recently you know yeah. they may have some money that they want to invest <laughs> uh who knows uh but um, I, I'm only guessing, you know, I, I don't know that for certain, damn it. Um, but uh, yeah, th these people out there, potentially with a bit more of their own money, family may have a bit more of their own money, um, and then you, you might have access to more money. So there could be a way of kickstarting something that you've been wanting to do. It might now be an opportunity to do it. Uh, especially if you are in a, a sector of the economy that's um, experiencing strong growth at the mm. moment. And there are plenty of sectors mm. that are experiencing that. Yeah, there are. All right. So if you're looking to access some of this money, uh, we'll put a link into the show notes um, because it's not, uh, not all banks and lenders are, are doing this, but we know the ones that are. So you can put an application into us, Raising Angel Finance. Uh, it'll be in there and we can proceed with that for you okay I think yeah so ray ray i mean we're we're adding more more links uh yeah. within the website so if you go to www.htrmoney.co.uk you'll see that we're beginning to um populate things there with uh some free guides some templates some help um that, that will really be very very useful documents for you it will maybe just clarify how you do some things it will maybe just open your eyes to kind of what's what's wanted what's expected but it will also reassure you that it's a simple straightforward process if you follow the steps so that's that's there on the website htrmoney.co.uk have a look there get um get some of the information i'm sure it's going to help and ray have we i haven't i haven't had a look actually uh, have we had any more reviews because uh, if not we would love we would love our listeners our wonderful podcast listeners hello to everyone around the world that's listening the numbers are crazy it's absolutely fantastic make sure you share it with your friends also if you could go to the apple podcasts if you're listening on Apple and just pop a review in there, it would be fantastic. Thank you so much. We'll give you a shout out. We'll give you a readout. I'm waffling whilst Ray, I can see, is scrolling. Oh, no, we've got, no, we've got yeah, plenty of reviews. Five yeah, out of five. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we have. Five out of five. 
don't know if you can see that. Five stars. Five, five. out of five. Yeah, five stars still. Five stars still. Um, yeah, Sexy. great podcast, straight to the point. Thank you for what you do. Good quality content all the way through, presented in a relaxed manner, easy to follow, a lot of good quality information. Thank you. Really enjoying this podcast, full of valuable information from Johnny Five. Great to listen to the banter between the presenters. <laughs> also a good <laughs> reminder of things I knew but seriously need to get done now. There you go. That's a great one to finish on. Seriously, folks, what we're talking about now is there's this potential that the circumstances here have gone in your favor and that you should be, okay, thinking, right, maybe now's the time that I actually take that first step. Um, take that first step with, uh, you know, the help of Ray and myself, the information that we've got uh, and the uh, the access to uh, people that may be able to help you as well. You know, don't feel you have to do it on your own. This is this is definitely where working with people really does. You know, it's worth its weight in gold. Absolutely. But Ray, thank you very much. Are you going to sign us off? Uh, yep, yeah, that's it. I've been Ray McLennan. I'm still Nigel T. Best. We'll see you again soon. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the How to Raise Money podcast. It's made for people who want to raise money as debt or investment equity for their business or property proposal or empire. The website has all the useful links and underlying research, and you can get downloads of the checklists and other useful information. See you next time, where we can show you how to raise money. There is abundance. There is money enough for everyone on the planet. The question is, who has yours?